I'm so glad you're with us here today on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up later in today's Clark Rageous Moment, I have an update for you on a Clark Rage last week about kids and their food. And coming up yet later, the U.S. Supreme Court just a while ago rendered a decision against Apple on price fixing and antitrust grounds. I'm going to tell you how it affects you if you use Apple products, particularly iPhones, what it's going to mean to your wallet moving forward. So speaking of your wallet, the U.S. and China have been embarked on um, conversations about how to handle trade for a long time now. And it looked just weeks ago like the U.S. and China were close to a new trade agreement. And that flamed out, and now the division seemed to be increasing between us and the Chinese. So we now have imposed new tariffs on a bunch of Chinese goods. They then have retaliated and imposed new tariffs on a bunch of our goods. And the U.S. stock market and stock markets overseas have not liked this at all, and it's led to significant declines in share prices, and it looks like uh, we're going to see a meaningful decline in the value of people's 401ks and things like that. But that is temporary, ultimately, the value of the money that you have put aside in an IRA or 401k or an investment account or anything like that will be determined by how much money or lack of money companies make over time. But the trade fighting, even though people refer to it as a war, we're only at skirmish territory at this point, is where each side keeps ratcheting things up, but then delaying each phase of tariffs for a period of time, putting pressure on the other side, hoping that they'll then make a deal. My guess, and I could be so wrong about this, but my guess is that after a lot of saber rattling, not the kind with military weapons, but a lot of saber rattling, that the U.S. and China will make a deal. If I'm wrong, it means that A lot of things that we buy, we will pay more for. A lot of things American companies sell to China, they will have problems and maybe have layoffs, that kind of thing. Um, Farmers are already suffering mightily because China has historically been a big customer for food manufactured by U.S. farmers. And those farmers are hurting for certain And it's going to get tougher for the farmers. And of all groups, American farmers are taking it the worst through what's happened so far with trade. For you and me as consumers, what happens with these trade wars, or as I'm calling this one, more a skirmish than a war, is certain items end up costing quite a bit more. And it'll become clear over the next few weeks if we're going to see 
higher prices on different items that that we are that we are uh, buying, and we've seen hints of this with different products over the last year. As an example, if you've gone to shop for a washer or dryer, you've seen much higher prices on them because of stuff going on with tariffs and trade. So this is uh, just a fact of us trying to have uh, what many people refer to as fairer trade with China rather than just free trade with China. And for me, if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I am an ardent free trader. And so this is something that I hope is worked out so that we can continue to trade with each other because ultimately we benefit the most when people are able to trade with each other with each party doing what they are best at. Shay is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Shay. How you doing? Hey, great, Clark. How are you? Good, thank you, Shay. How can I be of service to you? Yeah, I've heard you talk a little bit on your show before about uh, credit cards and the rental coverage that's offered. So I wanted to get your insight on uh, whenever I rent a car, what you think might be the best option uh, for me in the future. I have two different cards that I use for um, travel purposes. And one of them, I signed up for their optional primary uh, coverage, rental car coverage. It's nineteen ninety five per rental. And um, the other card it offers in the United States a secondary coverage. Uh, the, the reason I like the card uh, over the other the card that offers the secondary coverage over the other one is I get uh, cash back on travel. <clears throat> so I wanted to see what your thoughts were uh, if I should kind of minimize any risk, go ahead and pay the extra nineteen ninety five and not have to worry about getting my insurance company involved if uh, you know if there was anything that happened to the rental car versus uh, kind of taking the risk. If anything happens, pay my deductible, get reimbursed on that other credit card um, sure. for the deductible. Since it's secondary coverage, I'm guessing that's how it works. Is that so? I would you say, you know, I use a card that you can't get anymore. Those of us who have it are grandfathered in. That is a diners club that gives me primary coverage, and I rent cars. This year, it looks like I'm going to rent somewhere around 35 rental cars over the course of a year, and so. For me, knowing that it's primary coverage and I'm taking that I don't involve my own insurer usually, uh, I mean, there would be almost no circumstance I could think of where my auto insurer would even be involved. For me, having the, the primary coverage is a real benefit, particularly with this offense that I'm renting cars. In your case, it's a flat $20 per rental. And I'm guessing, is this... The American Express offer that's 20 bucks per rental gives you primary uh, yes, coverage, or is this another yeah, card? It is, and I'm a Washington resident, so um, they have different rates based upon where you live. But, yes, it's 1995 based on the coverage that I selected, which is the lower. They have two different coverage options, uh, and I selected the lower one. But it's 1995 per rental. So you think about it, day. if you get collision damage waiver from the car rental agency – 
that's usually going to be about $27 a day. And so for a multi-day rental, paying American Express 20 is uh, is obviously a much better alternative because it also is primary coverage. I would give you this scenario, though, also. So you have this other card that gives you the cash back if you rent a car through it, and they give you secondary coverage. Over the course of the last five years, how many times have you been in any kind of wreck in your own car? Over five years? Oh, maybe once. Okay. So you, you need to think through that if you're renting a car for three days, five days, seven days, something could go wrong, but the odds are very low that you're ever going to be in an accident anyway. So you're... If you pay that 20 bucks for the rental to American Express, you're insuring against something that hopefully will never happen. So you just have to gauge the value of having that peace of mind if something does go wrong versus having that $20 in your pocket and also earning the cash back you earn renting a car through the card that you have that gives you the secondary coverage. So there is not a right answer to your scenario. It's really you playing the odds right yeah that's that's a good insight thank you sure and uh whichever you do the fact that you have coverage in place is the important thing with any rental car carol is with us on the clark howard show hello carol how are you doing i'm good how are you today great thank you so, Carol, w- you are in a business that I know nothing about other than <laughs> using your product. Well, that's good. We like everybody to use it because that's important right now. Yes, we are dairy farmers. So, And it's um, been a brutal time for dairy farmers. I know that in the Midwest, a lot of dairy farmers are saying they give up. They've been selling off their cows and getting out of the business. It is. It's a very, very difficult time right now in, in the dairy industry, and it's coming down to, um, yeah, and dairy farmers are, they're, um, you know, they live their, their farm life, you know. I mean, it's not like just a business that you shut up. I mean, it's your life. So it's coming down to, yeah, some a lot of hard decisions and, and trying to make those um you know, come through. And we kind of did the same thing. That's why I was calling. We, um, so we stopped shipping our milk to our um, co-op the end of February. And a lady in our town came to us about, um, she wanted to purchase some milk for, to make cheese. So we want to set up an LLC to separate that from, we also raise chickens and have some beef cattle too on our farm. So we want to separate that out. And I was, um, is the, Internet, is that an okay place to go for that kind of thing, or do I need to go to a lawyer? That is a great question. So you can very easily handle setting up your own LLC. It'll take you just a few minutes and Uh several hundred dollars. The biggest player in that is LegalZoom.com. Okay, that's where I was. Now, I did fill out some information, and they kind of wanted me to pay and then they were going to ask me some more. So is that an okay thing also? Well, I, well, let, let me explain. So using LegalZoom will be perfectly proper, and it will okay. be very inexpensive, and okay. you will have done everything legally as you should, particularly if you take right. their premium package where they handle all the filings, whatever filings would be required in your state. 
Yeah. But the complexity of what you've got going on on your farm makes me reluctant uh-huh. to have you not go talk to a lawyer at least first. Okay. Because there may be certain wrinkles that would make it better for you to be protected in a way that a lawyer would draw up um, either limited liability papers for you or corporate entity papers for you. Okay, okay. So I I would say you've got too much money at stake with the kind of business (laughs) you're operating to Uh just form a simple LLC online. Okay, all right. And you may Uh, find that that you go see a lawyer and you're like, Clark wasted all that money of mine. I didn't need Uh to do that. But I don't want you to to do something on your own that leaves you exposed in a way that you and I just aren't going to be aware of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That a lawyer, particularly if there's a lawyer in the county where you operate who's familiar with the law as it relates to farms, mm-hmm. I think it'd be great to go see him or her. Okay. All right. And we may want to separate our poultry and our beef, I mean, do it all kind of even separate them out also. So that could. That's one of the beauties of LLCs is you can set up separate entities for separate lines of business mm-hmm. and provide protection where none of the other entities are at risk if something goes wrong with any one entity. And okay. that's why with the, with how many different layers of concerns there are with running a farm, I think a lawyer is better than a computer in this case i love it when we get to do a follow-up to a clark rage and give you a good at least progress report or end of a story to something that was completely a clark rage and i have that privilege of doing so today concerning the school lunches where kids were being marked with a mark of shame by a school district in rhode island Rip-offs. Outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. So you probably have heard this story, but the school district came up with a new policy that kids who couldn't afford their lunch when they got to school in the Warwick Public School District were, till they paid off whatever they owed the school for food, were given a jelly sandwich that was obvious to everybody what it meant, all the other kids. I mean, think about toughing up being a kid anyway without having ridicule standing out in a way like that, that you were too poor to pay for your lunch. And there was outrage all across the United States over this. School district has now, by it saying, modified its policy and the yogurt people, Chobani, have come in and paid off the debts of a lot of the kids. I don't, th- I don't think they had enough money. They donated 50 grand to pay off the outstanding bills due of a lot of the students. And apparently other people with GoFundMes have come up with the rest of the money. And so the kids' delinquent accounts have been settled. But you know, we have, obviously, a real problem in the United States with uh, income inequality, and one of the ways you break that is by making sure that kids from poorer families have access to 
a great opportunity with education because education has become such an important dividing line in the United States for what kind of career prospects somebody has, what kind of stability of work they have, what kind of income they'll have over their working lifetime. So much is controlled by education. You don't want to create an environment, a stigma in schools that discourages kids, that maybe makes them disengage from school, uh, sick out from school, be truants, drop out at age 16 and all the rest. And also kids need nutrition in order to be able to function in a school environment. So I hope that school districts around the country have learned something from the outrage that has been expressed towards this school system in Rhode Island. And at least for now, all's well that ends well for these kids. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. And our website's clark.com, clarkdeals.com. When you have a question for me, go to clark.com slash ask. So you use iPhones, use Android. There's been a real disadvantage for users of iPhones versus Android and that Apple runs a monopoly marketplace for apps that go on an iPhone. And so iPhone users pay for apps that you have to pay a subscription or fee for much more money than people do who are on Androids because Apple has a toll gate where you pay 30% of whatever revenue comes in if you're an app So that if, let's say, somebody is subscribing to a $10 a month service, Apple's going to take three of it, they only get seven. So what happens in so many cases is the app charges people on iPhones more money to cover the massive commission that Apple is charging them. It is an extremely rare occurrence in a marketplace that any commission is that high, and it's only because it's been alleged it's only because of Apple's monopoly control over the iPhone and the store on the iPhone. Well, today the Supreme Court agreed with consumers that filed an an antitrust lawsuit against Apple, and consumers are now going to have the right to seek damages from Apple for having this monopoly toll gate and causing enormous increase in cost to people on iPhones. Now, the case the Supreme Court heard concerned, do consumers have what's known as standing to go after Apple? Apple alleged, no, only the, the company you're buying services from should have the right to sue Apple, and that's going on already. I told you recently about the Spotify complaint that could be really a legal risk for Apple because Apple is in the music business itself and is self-dealing by putting Spotify, the largest music outlet in the world, putting Spotify at a disadvantage on iPhones because Apple can sell the Apple Music service for less money than Spotify because Spotify is having to pay this massive commission. So obviously Apple's going to have to rethink what it does. But for you... As this plays out through courts around the United States and overseas, 
for you, what you should know is you want to bypass buying any monthly subscription app or any app you have to pay for in the app store on the iPhone. You want to buy it on your computer and then you're able to use it on the iPhone without having to pay that massive monopoly toll that Apple has imposed. So it is, it is an um, unfairness in the marketplace. The question was, is it an illegal activity in the marketplace? And that's what the courts will continue to decide on every wrinkle and element of this. But the reality is Apple is going to have a tough time on a bigger issue, and that is what I talked about a half hour ago about the issue of what's going on with the trade war with China. Historically, China is the largest cell phone market in the world, has been really important to Apple, and Apple stands at great risk, ultimately, from the trade war, more risk than they are from ripping you off on their app store. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, John. How are you doing? Great. That's a big honor, Clark. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you here, and I'm honored to speak with you. What's going on? Well, uh, my wife has had to go back a few months ago, cut back to part-time, and so we cut the cord, and then also uh, downgraded our internet connection. <clears throat> so I was, but then, and then we tried it out at that slower speed, and I just said, well, that, it's going to work. So I decided to sign a 12-month contract at $50 a month for that internet. And I, I didn't know if that was, I'm still in my 30 days cancellation period. And I was, wasn't sure because you've talked about T-Mobile's, uh, 5g internet offering. Yeah. You know, if you've got a 12 month lock in at 50 bucks a month and what you're using is working for you, let the 12 months run, let that clock run because we're in a shakeout time period for the new wireless internet to the home, like uh, T-Mobile is doing right now. You know, that's their same price that they've been offering oh. where it's available is 50 a month. So there's no price advantage for you right now going to T-Mobile from your cable operator. So I would say what you do is like uh, when you're 11 months into this, that's when you start looking around and seeing if 5G has brought a viable competitor to your monopoly cable company where you live. And that would be the point at which I would be very nervous about signing any kind of new contract with a cable company. Okay, well, I will. That's kind of where I was leaning, and that's where I guess I'll stay there. And so for your video content, what did you decide to go to when you cut out pay TV, traditional pay TV? Uh, Sling had offered a three-month intro for, uh, what was it, a $25 a month. So I signed up with them. And have you been happy with the channel offerings with them? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, the, the 
the lack of local channels is a little bit of an issue, but for the most part, we you know we can get what we want on the antenna. For the most part, we don't have we don't get every channel that we want, but but it's good enough, especially for the you know probably like a thousand dollars a year we'll save. So, isn't that amazing? I mean, think about yeah. how fantastic that is when you go from what you've been paying to save $1,000 a year. So have you heard me talk about low-cast? I, I do not believe I have yet. All right, I want you to look at low-cast, L-O-C-A-S-T dot org. Okay. And it's a uh, free co-op that you can choose to make a donation to if you wish, or you can just get it for free, that now for about, I think about a third of the population of the United States, now offers as a stream free local channels for you and yeah i will look i want to hit you quickly with the markets that they're in um they're in uh philadelphia boston washington new york chicago baltimore denver houston and dallas okay so denver's close but not super close but all right. Oh, okay. So you're in Colorado. So that is yeah. um, that's something that's going to spread all around the country. Where right over a stream, you'll be able to get your locals for nothing. And if um, again, this is being subsidized by an individual who wanted people to be able to cut the cord. He's doing this as like a charitable endeavor. But if you want to donate any money to him to help make it happen, that's great too. Tom is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Tom. Hey, Clark. It's good to be able to talk to you and get your advice. Well, it's great to have you here, Tom. And you are going to a place that I just came back from a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah, you're going to Ireland. Yes, I swear I am going. And my uh... retired brother, my oldest brother, is retired and he and his wife travel the world. They have no home. They sold all their possessions, except they've reduced their life to five suitcases and one storage locker. And they are going to be in Ireland or Scotland for the next four months just traveling around. How's that oh, for a life? That is, now, that's the life. That is the life. <laughs> well, we, me and my friend, we are joining an organized uh, um trip um, tour in Scotland and Edinburgh, but first we're going to go to Ireland, to Dublin, uh, before we do that. So I have started looking at the hotels. Originally, I wanted to stay in City Central, because that sounded like the place to stay, but now apparently the West Side, I think that's what they call it, is where the restaurants and things are. And uh, the prices seem to be quite hefty uh, there. Now, following your advice, I did go ahead and make reservations at one hotel, refundable, since I'm not going until August. And I was going to look to see if I can get better prices as the time got closer. Oh, you will. You will. I'm trying to think what... Uh, my hotel was, uh, it was a very nice hotel, it was 90-something euro, uh, like 100 and, oh. 
five a night. Uh, Joel, what did you pay in Dublin? I think ours was pretty close to that range. But you too, did an Airbnb, didn't we? Did we did B and Bs outside of Dublin, and then inside of Dublin, we actually got a hotel, and I think it was just over like one hundred and five euro a night, something like that. And Kim, were you at the same hotel as Joel? Yep, same hotel. We had people. Uh, I t- I take my staff on a on a uh, reward trip, and we do meetings as well, so we keep it all happy for the IRS. And um, we go wherever in the world goes on sale each year. And I give everybody a housing allowance and people just stay all different places. I didn't hear anybody complain about having to spend any big money for staying in Dublin. Oh, good. I mean, mine is 212, uh, I think that's euros. Yeah, euros. That Uh, is a huge amount of money that you don't need to spend. you know, go search hotels on TripAdvisor. Okay. And the dominant booking engine in Ireland is Booking.com. I don't know oh, if you okay. use them. I haven't tried them. So they are they are they have the largest market share in Europe, and so that would be the source to look at. And just sit there with that hotel booking you've got. And as you get closer and closer, you're going to find that the prices will tend to head down, particularly the last week before you arrive in Dublin. Okay. And that was booking.com. Yes. The other thing I wanted to say to you, that's the parent company of Priceline. Okay. But um, nobody really knows booking in the United States, but overseas booking is really huge. And um, one thing about your time in Ireland Dublin's nice and all that, but the real fun in Ireland is going to rural areas. Oh, okay. And again, when you go to TripAdvisor and you're looking at hotels, also look at TripAdvisor for Ireland itself, and you'll find that there's um, a lot of really, really great places to see in Western Ireland, starting, uh, you can go to across the, the country in two hours. I mean, it's really close and see an entirely different experience with majestic beauty that will just shock your imagination. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. And how did you like the food? Um, You know, Ireland, the food used to be really rotten, terrible, but Irish food now, nobody eats Irish food anymore. Food in Ireland is really good. It's very international. Any kind of food you want is available just like in any big american city you're going to find a wide variety of ethnic foods and uh foods of all kinds are going to be available where i remember the first time i went to ireland forever a generation ago the food choices were pretty rotten terrible (laughs) you could certainly lose weight there unless you're drinking a lot of irish beer but now that would not be the case with the food Carolyn is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? Well, good morning, sir. Other than the fact that I've just learned that a wonderful associate of mine from years ago, Doris Day, passed away this morning at the age of 97. Blessed with long life. Very sad news. Yes, but blessed with long life and a very successful career, too. Yes, an amazing human being. Amazing human being. Very, very sad. A life well lived. 
Well, yes, Clark, I sure hope that you can help me out, and I, I appreciate you having me on your program. Um, I am having some difficulties with my merchant servicer. Uh, I own a shop here in Portland, Oregon, and um, I'm running anywhere between fifteen and $22,000 a month uh, through um, the credit card system, um, and they are not getting my discount rates anything below 2.5%. And I'm wondering if you had any suggestions as to where I could turn uh, to get better rates and better customer service. Their customer service is just deplorable. Well, you know, that's always been an issue with merchant processors. They've always been sales-oriented organizations and not service-oriented. They always want to get you into a contract, and then once you're in a contract, really just take advantage of you. And that's something that you have experienced so many other people have. And you are in Portland, which is a big Costco market. You know, uh, Costco has merchant processing for its business members. And if somebody's presenting a non-premium credit card, their clear rate is 1.22% plus 12 cents per transaction. Okay. Now, one thing, though, a lot of your customers, do you deal with a more affluent customer or no? You know, it's a real wide range. So your more affluent customers are going to be carrying premium credit cards that you're going to pay 2%, 1.99. Plus, instead of 12 cents, you pay 25 cents, I think is what it is. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't. I think the, you have them quote you, not me, because you know right. it gets very technical on the merchant services. But with the volume you're running, you want to get that percent down into the ones, obviously. Yes. Because that's a huge expense for you. It may be your second or third largest expense at your business if you're running over twenty thousand dollars a month in charges through. Right. So uh, almost always businesses are going to do better on merchant clear rates with the Sam's Club program for Sam's Club business members or the Costco program for Costco business members than you do negotiating on your own with any of the bank merchant processors. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.